Welcome to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Cessna, and I bring you, the Phoenix Family, a weekly podcast about alchemy, spirituality, magic, mysticism, and more. The Spiritual Phoenix Podcast is fan-funded, and you can contribute with the link in the show notes. Other ways to show your support include subscribing to our YouTube channel, leaving us excellent reviews wherever possible, engaging with our content on social media, shooting me an email, and sending an audio message through the Anchor app. This is a community podcast. I'm just the humble host. Let's start the show. All right, welcome everybody. We are joined today by Felicity Grubbs. Felicity, how are you doing? I am doing incredibly well today. That's awesome. I'm super stoked to hear that. And I'm going to ask you the preliminary question. Uh, What are you grateful for today? So in short, I am grateful for everything. Um, But I'm going to break that down in that I'm first grateful for the people that are around me because I have an amazing set of humans that just bring a lot of different perspective to me. I'm very grateful for my physical vessel and that I'm in good health today and I feel good. And I'm very grateful for this beautiful rock that we live on. So that that sums it up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> very awesome. Um, can you explain who you are and what you do? What does a Felicity Grubbs do? <laughs> so that is ever-changing. But at the moment, I clarify myself as an intuitive reader. I'm also a medium. Um, I'm a spiritualist minister, well, an associate minister. Um, I do energy healing. I also get into things like life coaching. I do star being communication. So I get into a lot of stuff, but overall I just deal, deal with spirituality and I, I, spiritual wellness really and development. So um, that's the gist of what I do. I also teach classes on how to connect to spirit, how to meditate. Um, I do something called an ascension circle, which aims to bring together other people who are going through an awakening process and kind of share ideas with that as well. Um, so if, if it's connected to spirituality, I'm interested in it and I'm, I'm open to it. <laughs> oh, wow. Very, very cool. Um, there's a reason you came on my radar then. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, from what I gather, you're, you're relatively young to be doing all of this. So how did you get started in this so early? That is an excellent question. So I am 19 years old in the physical body. Um, and the way that this really was paved to me was partially because I grew up in rural Southern Ohio. So I grew up in nature and I was out in the woods every single day. I was playing in the water. Um, so that really helped connect me to my elements, which are very important to me, um, as well as I was raised in a Christian home. But through that, I'm also of Cherokee descent. So we, there's some mystic, mysticism that was uh, within that. It wasn't just, I know some people have a kind of rigid view of Christianity. It was not quite as rigid as the mind likes to just automatically perceive. Um, so there was a lot of openness that I was able to grow within that. Um, I also just kind of came into the world knowing that I wanted to help people and that I, I had a lot of lucid dreams. I had prophetic dreams. I could very much um, pick up a situation as soon as I walked into it. So I was kind of 
I, I want to say like destined to be here. There was no other path that I could feasibly take that wouldn't drive me absolutely crazy. <laughs> so, uh, of course, there were a lot of other factors in that, but I, there's no other place that I could be right now than where I am. I mean this with the utmost respect. So it sounds like you're a pretty weird kid. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I take pride in that. <laughs> yeah, being weird is a really good thing. Normal is very uh, boring. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so when I was in like middle school to high school, I was also kind of an emo kid. So I was definitely looked at a little bit strangely, but there was a lot of things going on in the shadows that were then going to turn into beautiful ideas and um, principles that I live by. So it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. Uh, it's interesting to see how people develop. Um, I know a lot of people get hung up in that transitory period where they kind of lose themselves to fit in with the group. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you stayed true to yourself. It, yes, exactly. Which I, maybe I am lucky in that I really don't feel that there's any other way for me to be. Um, I do my best to live my truth each day. My truth may vary year by year. So my truth may be different than what I'm saying today in 10 years, but that's okay because I'm here and present and I'm good with that. Yeah. I talked to somebody on my birthday. The interview isn't up yet, but we were talking about how uh, people kind of politicians specifically will talk shit about other politicians for being a flip-flopper but it's like really if you're not developing your understanding of the world and changing the way that you see things what the fuck are you doing with your life <laughs> like exactly exactly i very much agree with that and of course in the past three to four years we i think everybody's kind of been a little bit more brought into politics than maybe they really prefer to be and I hear that being thrown on around very often. I'm like, I don't want somebody to have the same idea that they had five years ago. I want them to have expanded and grown on that. That That's a good thing. That shows that they can move with change. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I guess from the political standpoint, too, it's more so, so how they can fuck you over uniquely. Right, <laughs> right. I'm of the mindset that politic comes from the Latin word poly meaning many and ticks meaning blood sucking parasites. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I enjoy that. Yeah, I don't know where I heard that. I saw it on Facebook at one point or something and it really, it stuck with me. Um, oh, sometimes there's some funny stuff on Facebook. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, it's uh, like any other tool, how you use it really defines what it means and people can use it for really good things. Or for it to be like a, a circle jerk of their own ego. Exactly. I try not to use like social media as a whole. I'm really not into it, um, but it's still a very good networking tool. So I'm not going to just stay out of it completely. Uh, but sometimes I will on an off day spend like 10, 15 minutes scrolling through and I find some random quotes or things that are nice. So it's, it's not all bad, but not a huge fan generally i've definitely been limiting the amount that i use it i even took like a detox this weekend yes, which was much good. needed um i guess my next question for you is what is one of the weirder experiences that sticks out to you in your mind hmm that is a very good question 
So I'm going to take the, because there's so many aspects or directions that I could go in. Um, I'm going to stick with, I am very, very connected to more of like star beings. I have considered myself to be like a star seed or crystal child. Um, which I, I don't really like to get into a lot of labels because we all connect back to the same thing. So not super important to me, but some people like that. Um, so I have dealt a lot with like extraterrestrial type stuff. Um, so of my weirdest experiences, I would say probably getting to see some of those things in the sky with my own eyes um, and then with my mediumship and my channeling ability getting to communicate with some of these beings has definitely gotten very interesting um, but I've also got a lot of experience with the paranormal so that's another thing that kind of got me where I am is I was really into ghost hunting when I was a kid um, so I grew up in a lot of places that were quite haunted. Um, so I've had the, those times where I would walk into a room and every time that I walked into that room, even if I did it over and over again, the light would turn off as soon as I came in. And when I walked out, the light would turn right back on. Um, just so all of that weirdness is not foreign to me at all. But to pick a certain event is very difficult because they're all very normal in my realm. <laughs> Yeah, normal is really one of those uh, subjective terms where everybody's normal yeah. is abnormal to somebody and what's normal for me could be completely batshit insane to somebody else. Exactly. <laughs> and that tends to be how that goes. <laughs> um, is what you were describing with the U UFO stuff, is some of that like CE5 where you're like consciously sending thoughts out there to connect with them or... A little bit. Um, so I'm very closely aligned with them from a soul level, from my belief system, that is. Um, so therefore, it's a lot, I think, maybe easier for me to connect with them intuitively um, or through that uh, channeling, I don't want to call it a skill, ability. Um, so it, it's almost as though... They, They've always been connected with me. I don't really have to seek them out. It's almost as though they can seek me out or they've kind of kept an eye on me. And it to some people that may seem very creepy. Um, I know my mom has always been terrified of them. I've started to break down that fear in her uh, over these past couple years. But they, to me, are kind of like guardians or protectors in some ways, uh, helping me to accomplish my mission here. So... Mm. I don't really have to go anywhere. They, it's just all around me all the time. <laughs> Very cool. It's interesting that you bring it up that people find it creepy, but yet these people probably have pets or like other things like that that they want the best for and train and right. all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I, bet, I love, that's really funny. <laughs> Not that they keep yeah. you as a pet, obviously, but like. Right. But we're all on this planet right now and we're a little bit limited in our capacity at the moment. So it's not a bad comparison. Um, so what's your thoughts on extraterrestrials? I'm, I assume you're familiar with that term as well. Yes. So I don't believe that extraterrestrials are quite what a lot of like media likes to portray necessarily. Um, I know we can get really technical with 
all of these names and they come from certain star systems or galaxies. Um, but I found that a lot of the beings that I interact with and I communicate with, some of them, we may have names for them, but a lot of them don't go by names and they, they don't need to. Um, so I, I find it very interesting where some people, um, I don't know, they know a lot, a lot about these things, but then they're only seeing what they think that they know. So they're not really reaching for what's behind that, which is a lot more information, if that makes sense. Um, not to belittle anybody who studies the things, because I still find it absolutely fascinating um, with the resources that we do have. But there's so much more behind all of that than what we look at. So, mm. but I still do. I mean, I believe in them. I believe in them. I, I realized after I said it too, the term I actually meant to say was ultra terrestrial, not extraterrestrial. Uh, okay. Are you familiar okay. with that term? Hmm. What would that mean to you? I've heard ultra terrestrial described as maybe a, a race of beings that was here prior to people or coexist uh, with us, but are under the radar of the common consciousness. Okay. Okay. I understand. So I would say, I, I almost would want to categorize like fairies and things into that perhaps as well. Um, and I definitely, definitely believe that those things exist and they have been here probably before us. Um, but from my belief system, I also think that they're still here, but because perhaps it's just that they vibrate at a higher frequency, we're not able to see them with our eyes. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're not with us and they're not around. Um, and I mentioned fairies because I know I do a lot of interactions with things like the Fae and they, I definitely believe in them because they can be very mischievous. Um, but as far as also um, things other than that, but more of like, let's say extraterrestrials that would have been here before us, I certainly don't rule that out either. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about those things as far as, my personal knowledge goes but i i don't doubt it mm -hmm. i think i don't know is probably like the best answer for everything <laughs> because right it, it's probably the most accurate answer because people have a lot of knowing that's based upon nothing really <laughs> yes exactly exactly um but that is an idea that i've definitely pondered so i don't rule it out yeah, it's interesting. I don't really have an opinion one way or another about it. I'm just always curious. Um, I don't normally go that direction on this show just because it never really comes up in conversation. But since right. it, it, there's no point in, in not poking it with the stick and seeing if it absolutely what happens. <laughs> That's um, awesome. I guess since we're on this topic, this is something else I don't normally talk about. Hollow Earth. How do you feel about that? Hmm. I don't. I don't know if I resonate with that one as much. Um, I have not, now I will say I haven't really gotten deep into it. So to the center of the earth or, or the topic? <laughs> <laughs> to the topic, to both, um, but to the topic. So I don't want to make a definite statement on that, but I, I don't think that that one resonates as well with me personally. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it either. Uh, <laughs> it's just curious. I'm just curious. Um, yeah. Hmm. This is going to be a different kind of interview, I feel like. How do you feel about the world being constructed of language? How, how does that idea stick mm. with you? I, I love that question, actually. Um, so 
I'm going to take that question a little bit. And so I work very telepathically with pretty much everything that I do. A lot of the work that I do, I'm always working with spirit and I'm always kind of consulting them with every word that I make because why not? Um, But a lot of that does not come through in word. It comes through in more of like a telepathic communication where they present me a frequency and I arranged over the years almost like a dictionary of how to translate these frequencies into human words. Um, So as far as language goes, I find language very, very interesting because it can be such a barrier in a lot of ways, but at the same time, there's a, a much simpler form of communication that lies directly behind that. So more than the language that we have now, I'm really interested in seeing how humans are going to be evolving and using things like telepathic communication um, and, and kind of breaking down that barrier. But I still hope that our history won't be lost because I still think it's very important to keep all of that intact and uh, preserved as well. Does that make sense? <laughs> that was a little bit random tangent, but <laughs> no, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense what you're saying that you like want to see people evolve kind of past the confines of language to where it's more of like a knowing kind of like we were talking about before uh, we started a recording. Yeah, but also yes. not lose uh, track of history. The way that um, I'm trying to think of how I can word the question differently. Because I like what you said. But so as far as the world being constructed by language, what I mean is that like the world is the way that we, that a lot of people see it because it's agreed upon that these words mean Mm -hmm. that. And it it like builds it up based upon words. This is kind of in relation to like what I was talking about before we started recording too, about this experience I've been going through. I've I've been reading uh, this book series by Carlos Castaneda and I was at the library reading something and he really talks about this whole concept of, losing thought and kind of just being, and um, I can't paraphrase it exactly, but essentially recognizing that the whole world is the way that it is because we've agreed upon it that this is the way that it is. And then I'm sitting there in the library and this table becomes very foreign to me. The bookshelves become foreign. And it's just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, what what yes. is all of this like? Yes. That, okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, So with that, I I also think that, yes, it's very important that we we have kind of agreed upon what these words mean and what all of these ideas mean. Um, But then as we have agreed on these for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and we put that energy into that those words mean that, I think that they do take more weight in that now they do actually kind of mean what they were said to mean, even if maybe we kind of created that idea in the first place. Um, So now there's just this kind of energetic weight that's tacked onto them, which can make language pretty important, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fascinating to me. I I don't know if you've ever heard this whole line of thought. It's not original to me, but like words like spelling comes from has spell directly in it grammar has a grimoire and it is the root of Mm -hmm. grimoire which is meaning a book of spells so language is so powerful in constructing reality and a lot of people like ignore it and just to like show the power of it i've had instances in my life where like 
I didn't understand the definition of a word, or I thought that I did, but then when I looked at the definition, it meant something completely different, and it completely mm -hmm. changed the perception of what that means when people say it, so it changes the experience. I like what you said, too, about it's, it's nice to have words as kind of a way to navigate reality, but at the exactly. same time, if people become too bound to that weight of it, they miss experiencing it. Um, somebody that I talked to again last week, we, we had a similar conversation. I guess it's just what's in my mind currently, but they were, yeah. I said that like certain words um, break down in our language and they made this emphasis to say that certain words in other cultures have the same charge where it doesn't translate. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really weird to think of how slippery words are and how it's like a, just like a place, a placeholder for the actual experience, I guess. Absolutely. Something that's coming into my mind as you're saying all of this is, for example, the word sin. People get stuck on the word sin very, very often, but the word sin comes from the Greek word hemertia, which quite literally was a swear, meaning to miss your target. It was when an archer missed his target. Um, so the translation of that for me is that, A, nobody can judge a sin because nobody knows where your target was. Therefore, only you can define what that is for you. Um, and then B, of course, forgive yourself and try again. Um, so it, just another interesting way of how words also can have a lot of different meanings, but when we trace them back to maybe the root uh, origin, it can be very, very different than what, what societally or culturally we, we think that it means. Etymology is an incredibly awesome uh, science. It's like the study of the history of words and then like really yes. unpacking that gives you such a better understanding of what we're what like what we're saying when we say it. I don't think people have really um, delved into that on a, on a deep enough level and almost right. all of our language is structured on Latin too and it's one of the mm -hmm. oldest languages so there's like a direct direct connection to kind of history it's almost like you said about like in the future you hope that people still don't lose their history there's a direct link to our history as a species that we can tap into just by looking Absolutely. at words but people are too busy listening to to Cardi B and <laughs> listening to speeches about whatever the fuck. <laughs> yes, that's that's also very true. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I'm trying to think of another good question before the break. What's been coming up for you personally in your own personal practice as a lesson that you've been learning? So... I've had a few themes that have been very consistent, um, but the main one that I've really dove into is respecting perspective. Um, so I have my own perspective and I'm, I'm pretty, I want to say certain of where I stand day by day and I allow myself enough room that I, if I want to change that or I feel like I need to change something, that's okay too. Um, but I very much try to factor in the many different levels of an experience that I'm having. So the other pre person or people that are involved, the environment and all of the different levels or dimensions that there are, um, which can sound a little bit overwhelming, but the process itself, maybe it's because I practiced this for a while, not overwhelming at all. Um, but just being, I guess, aware that 
I'm not the only one existing and that everybody else's beliefs or thoughts are still valid. And kind of, I, I think that through respecting others' views and opinions and belief systems, it, it's really helped me find those connections to everybody a little bit better. Um, maybe that is because I took a place of judgment previously. Um, so I felt like I was disconnected from other people in some way, maybe because of belief system or something. Um, but now I'm like, okay, this is fine. I stand here. I'm, I feel confident and I'm cool here, but it's okay that you're over there. I can still love you from afar. I can still support you. Uh, and we can still walk here together and live in some sort of balance, even if that's in an in individual balance. Um, so that is the first theme. Uh, the other theme is that I, every morning I wake up and just, I'm, I have so much gratitude for existing and getting to be in this human existence once more. Uh, which may sound a little bit bizarre to some people because I know I hear often that they're like, I just want to go home. I don't want to be in this human body. It's it's too much work or there's too much ego. Um, but on the other hand, I thoroughly enjoy being here because I can do a lot of the stuff here that maybe on the other side, I don't get the chance to. I don't get to feel the same emotions. Um I mean, maybe some of that is lower frequency stuff, but I like my balance and I like the gray areas too. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but those are, those are the two main themes that I've had come up, I think, over the past couple weeks, couple months. Hmm. Yeah, I like how you kind of touched on like finding the balance of it and really kind of just enjoying your human experience. That's one of the things that in my own, on my own path, like, I was a fucking miserable son of a bitch for a long, for a long period of my Me life. Me too. Me too. Um, and it's something I can still fall into, but then understanding that that's actually ego and self-centeredness and all of this other stuff as well. Like why me? And it's mm -hmm. self-pity is a horrible freaking thing. And when it really comes down to it, in my personal experience, I can't speak for anybody else, but I was that way because I wasn't challenging myself. I wasn't um, mm -hmm. showing up to life or doing what I needed to do. And then the other thing that you touched on was like kind of enjoying some of like the, the lower, lower level stuff. That's why we're here. It, like exactly. to me, if I go up on a mountaintop and have like sunlight shooting out of my ass and every other orifice, it's like going on vacation and staying in the hotel room and not going anywhere. It's like, I'm exactly. here to enjoy some stuff but filter it through the spiritual experience and it doesn't mean be like a heathen but right. uh i want to say the other term is like epicurean where you seek out fulfillment but not to your own destruction <laughs> yes yes i love that um something that i just thought of that is a little bit interesting and i forget what book i read this in but um it's somebody who has communicated with angels in the sense of they have appeared physically in front of them and uh, they say that when an angel appears to you um, even if you're in a busy area nobody else can see them and nobody can see you communicating with them 
And so this person had said almost every time that they would have an angel approach them in physical form, they were always smoking cigarettes, they're always drinking, and they're always doing these things that we look at as maybe not being the best behaviors. But I assume that their mentality is like, we're in a human body, why not live it up and take the experience? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, people got to do what they got to (laughs) do. Before I was within reason. Yeah, that's the thing. Like for me, <laughs> I'm a recovering addict, dude. So if I if I drank there, there is no like off and it shuts me off from source. But like, right. For certain people, that's a, a, a pathway to at least some levels of it. Um, the cigarette thing is funny to me, though, too, because before I actually quit smoking, there was mm-hmm. a point in my recovery um, where I was just going through a lot of shit and I was getting like these psychic hits to go places like mm-hmm. i went outside of a casino and was smoking a cigarette and my higher power literally told me just to like open the door for somebody and do like a nice deed for somebody and then i could go yeah. I'm like what the fuck is going on like why can't i just smoke a cigarette <laughs> in my car like a regular person why do i gotta get like be like a, a door opening uber fucking person it was weird dude it was one of the That's weird awesome Go to the casino and open the door. Don't even gamble. Just smoke a cigarette out there. Life is weird. That's okay. I love the weird. (laughs) It it really, really is odd. Um, I'm trying to think of another question for you. Something that I don't ask everybody else. Um, (laughs) So as far as your personal practice, what is something that you've developed yourself that you do um, maybe not as a service, but you do for you specifically to tap in. So my meditation practice, I would say, is probably the most important thing um, because a lot of really just honing and developing my ability has come through in my meditation, like very, very much so. Uh so that's definitely my first thing. At this point, I, I won't say that I meditate every single day, um, but I still practice mindfulness every day. Mm. Um, so with that as well, something that I learned through my training, um, I'm a student at Fellowships of the Spirit, which is um, affiliated with Lilydale, New York. And so that is a gated spirituals community filled with a lot of really, really, really incredible healers and mediums, as well as other spiritual beings. Um, And and so I've done a lot of training with them and they brought in using the sutras to meditate, which are friendliness, joy, compassion, inner light, truth, strength of an elephant, um, transcendence and distinction between finest touch, sight, taste, smell and hearing rather you want to end on smell not hearing because the nose is your central point Um, but when you meditate using those things it really really fine tunes both your healing ability and my connection to spirit so those are I, I could not do what I do without having that incorporated into my practice Um, Some other things that I personally do that help me personally only um, is I am a vegan and I do not judge anybody who is not a vegan at all. I don't do it to um, 
I, I don't do it to save animals, though that's a nice benefit. It just energetically makes me feel my best. So that's another thing that I do for me. Um, but other than that, I am definitely a fan of Mondays are my self-care days and I use affirmations all the time. I, I'm about all of that. Just anything that's going to make me feel good, I invest in myself. I think that um, I, I can't really work with other people if I'm not first taking care of myself. Um, I, I refuse to empty my cup for others because that that's just going to deplete myself and them they're not going to have that flow anymore because it'll end um, so i always visualize that i am keeping my cup overflowing and that what i share is from the overflow mm. um, so i do it all <laughs> <laughs> well said yeah i'm in this space now where i'm trying to transition to um Filling my cup up more. Uh, it's yeah. very difficult being like a independent business owner and mm. working for yourself and all this kind of stuff. Cause it's so easy to overlook myself in regards yes. to my business. Then I yes. forget that I'm like the biggest asset to my business, which should be Absolutely. common sense to most people. <laughs> but it's okay that it's not where we're all growing and we're all learning. It's all good. Um, you had mentioned Lilydale. I went up there for my first time last summer. It's so amazing. Awesome. Oh my gosh, that is my other home. Um, so I go there about once a month for a weekend and my classes are kind of retreat style. So we get up 8, 8 a.m. actually. Um, we meditate from 8 a.m. to 8.30. Um, and just, oh my goodness, to be there for that long and having the energy of the Dale just working with you while learning all of these new energy healing techniques and just little um, tips and tricks and training with other mediums is so, so, so wonderful. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to be up there as often as I am. It's definitely worth checking out uh, for anybody who hasn't been there but especially during the summer season. Right now it's pretty cold and I don't think they have very many classes or anything going on, but come June, July, and August, it's awesome. Yeah, I hope to get up there again this summer. Uh, I, I really I really enjoyed going. I also recommend camping out there. I usually camp for about one week a year. Um, and the, the stuff that you find in the sky and in the woods – in Lilydale is very surreal and very cool. <laughs> this is this might be might want to answer it afterwards, but is camping up there affordable? Is it reasonable? Yes, absolutely. So it is. I think I want to say it's like thirty six dollars a night. Um, no, it, it's not bad. And they do have like on-site bathrooms. They've got outlets and everything. You can charge your phones or whatever you need. They've also got spaces so you can bring in campers or RVs. Um, I usually just do a tent, but it's, it's, it's quite reasonable. And that um, doesn't, I, I believe that that doesn't include the gate fee for the summer season. I think that that's like $15 per 24 hours, but it is a 24 hour pass. So you, you can use that full 24 hours and be good. Um, but it's not terrible. Even the, like I stay in a guest house most of the time when I'm there and it's, it's very, it's not bad at all. It's pretty affordable. I have to look into that. Um, yeah. You work with a shop up in Lakewood, correct? 
That I do, that I do. Um, so I help out at a shop called The New Moon in Lakewood. I actually also rent a private space out of there that I um, do do my work out of now, which I just moved in. I'm still in the process of moving and I'm redoing the floors and I'm putting in um, kind of like a tool fabric ceiling. I'm lining it with organite and I'm putting copper rods in the corners to deflect the ley lines. So I've got a little bit more to go but it's coming together so it's a really really wonderful space and a wonderful shop we also have um, we're starting something called the rye center which i'm part of and what that is comprised of is of course the energy healers and readers which are myself as well as um, some of the other wonderful women that are there um, but we also have two clinical herbalists who kind of help to work with the physical wellness aspect then we also have a clinical counselor that's joining our team and she's so 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 wonderful um, as well as we have our recovery program um, pagans recovering together which just all together we have such an awesome team I'm so so happy to be there um, I, I'm very, I've gotten so lucky with the opportunities that have kind of come forward because I am so young. I'm just, I, I'm filled with gratitude for everybody that's around me. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, I actually have been into that, that shop one time yeah. when I was up in Lakewood. I was really uh, taken back because how, how they present everything is very, um, well done and it's kind of a step above other shops not to put other shops down but just from an Thank aesthetic you. point of view um we yes we have our big tree which i absolutely adore it brings a little bit more of the nature in then we have our fountain um we we really work to bring in all of the elements but it oh, it's it's a wonderful place to be yeah i really enjoy it talk can you uh, talk more about this center that you're involved with like yes yes so we are actually going to be having um our rise kind of opening celebration on march 16th um so what we're aiming to do is kind of focusing on spiritual wellness and development um as well as i, I not just spiritual but um, of course, we do have the herbalist, so bringing in really all of the different levels, um, just providing a place for people to grow safely, um, but also be welcomed in with no judgment and kind of helping to fill gaps of there are a lot of services out there that work really well for people, but there are still people who feel like they don't have anywhere to go. So we're just working to kind of fill some of those gaps in a little bit and in our meetings and just meeting with we we are all females at the moment um but we've got some very powerful women that are just incredible um so it i know that we're going to be doing a lot of good work both independently and together through this program oh that's awesome yeah if you ever need any masculine energy get a hold of me <laughs> absolutely we're, we're definitely going to we don't just i know some spaces stick to just the feminine aspect and that's awesome um, but we like to really represent both um it, we prioritize not just the feminine but we also we need that masculine too so i think that's important especially in this uh with everything going on now, it almost seems like people focus on the negative as aspects of masculinity and exactly. not the benefits of it. And it is one of the things that everybody needs. And then it's also kind of 
people deny their own femininity or masculine energy where all of us have both of them to some extent and learning to live with yes. them is um, essential to alchemy, like inner alchemy and actually getting your life on track. Um, so yeah, I that's agree. definitely super I very important. much agree. Um, so what, what websites do you have and how can people get a hold of you if they so desire? So right now I am on Instagram, Facebook, and my website all go under Rising Revolutions. So my website is www.risingrevolutions.com and then Instagram, Rising Revolutions, Facebook, Rising Revolutions. So pretty simple to find me. Um, now my website, I'm merging it with my old site. So that web code will lead you to www.energyfelicity. That will be phased out, but I've got some work to do. So we'll get there. It redirects. So it's okay for now. <laughs> yeah. Website development's one of those things that uh, takes a lot of time and energy, especially if you're doing all this other stuff too. Right. Exactly. I actually just, I'm opening an Etsy shop as well. Um, so I make intention oils um, for like self-love and empowerment as well as um, like peacefulness and focusing relaxation. I make intention bags and something that I found very therapeutic over the past few months is making slime. Um, like just with glue and borax and water. So I was like, what can I do with this? And so I came up with magical slimes, um, which are using scented with essential oils. And then I use little crystal chips in them to make them fun. So I will also have an Etsy shop going up probably this evening, but we'll get to all of that online stuff eventually. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool that you have like a uh, magical slime. I can, I can dig it. <laughs> it was such a funny idea, but it, I trust what spirit brings to me. So if somebody needs that, I I'm, I'm listening. I'm complying. That's definitely something you're going to have the market cornered on too. <laughs> like right. people need magical intention based slime. You got it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, some of them are for like stress relief and anxiety relief. I think everybody could probably use some of that. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good idea. Like, although I'm, I'm saying it in a joking way, I, I seriously do believe that it is good. Like, it is. It's meant to be in a joking way. <laughs> um. So, what other stuff do you have going on um, in the near future that people should keep an eye out for? So I am definitely looking to put out some more classes soon. I haven't scheduled any dates yet, um, but I'm definitely looking to do another round of my Ascension Circle classes, which the topic of that varies month to month. I did my first one um, in January, which the theme was transformation. Um, so I'm also looking at doing another how to connect to spirit class, uh, because I believe that we people go to mediums and it's almost as though they're viewed as i don't know like superhumans or like you have these powers and i don't believe that that's so um, i was trained or taught that it's our birthright so i i would like ideally for everybody to at least have the option to access that for themselves i still go to other readers because I enjoy it. Sometimes it's helpful to have a mind outside of my own, even if it's still communicating with spirit. Um, but I think it's very important that 
it's made accessible for others um, as well as the meditation classes because that mindfulness is very, very important to uh, my belief system as well. Um, but something that I'm also trying to set the intention for is eventually offering a, um, a class on the Celestine Prophecy series by James Redfield hmm. because those books were a really wonderful tool in helping kind of shape and guide me when I was like in middle school trying to figure out what this awakening process I was going through really was while not having the tools or resources or people around me to kind of grow and understand that. But nonetheless, I've reread them time after time and there's still some pretty good ideas in there that I think I could work a lot with. Um, so we'll see where that goes, but I'm definitely putting it out there. So I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, I just found out that there was actually a second book. I, I hadn't known that yes. there, there was. Um, I read the first one and I really enjoyed it. It's something that I reference a lot when I talk to people about like, I'll say all of us kind of have puzzle pieces and we all kind of got to get the next part of our journey from other people, which can be difficult because I don't really like people on a very big level. <laughs> like, I'm better at it than I used to be. Yes, yes. But people are um, too people-y for me sometimes. Exactly. And I think that some of that probably comes from people can be very people-y, but they're not open to other people being people-y. So we just don't want to, like, I think if we, um, if we can just kind of be ourselves and all flow together, that's fantastic. But then there are sometimes those people who don't want to just let you be yourself which is that's, not not cool and, that's what my not, main issue is yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with pretty much anybody doing whatever as long as they're not infringing upon my beliefs or anybody else's rights or any i don't really exactly give exactly <laughs> but um yes yeah, so there's actually i believe there there are four books there's the celestine prophecy the 10th insight 11th insight and i believe that there's a 12th insight as well actually i know there is because I read that one out of order. Um, so definitely perhaps check into reading some of those other ones. They're pretty good as well. Yeah, I will. I'm going to finish reading the uh, Carlos Castaneda's books. I think I'm like on book number, I think it's four or five of his whole awesome. series. I'll uh, have to look into that. Castaneda is amazing, dude. Uh, his earlier stuff is very um, psychedelic drug oriented, which to okay. me is kind of it's boring. It was very interesting to me at the time when I first read it, <laughs> but reading through it now, there's a lot of good wisdom and it transitions more and more to self-cultivation and empowerment and stuff like That's that. That's excellent. Um, I think that, um, I definitely I've, I've heard some people who don't really get into empowerment as a whole. Um, but I, I think that, for me, that's been very important just because I think that everybody deserves to feel empowered and feel really good. Uh, there's no reason why we can't all be on that level to me. Um, so, but I always, I say we rise together and with that, I will absolutely help other people rise with me in that. So empowerment is very important to me. <laughs> I think that that's a, a crucial thing too. And that's one of the things I found on my own journey is you can actually only rise so much as you lift other people up. There's like this mm -hmm. level of reciprocity and then actual true power 
in my experience and understanding, it comes from tempering yourself with spiritual principles and humility. There's like this kind mm-hmm. of false power that people project, but that's really a mask for fear and insecurity and all of this oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And I see that in the spiritual community a lot more than I would have expected when I was kind of on the outskirts of it. Um, so that's been very interesting to me. But um, I, yeah, I that kind of just walking into all of this, I'm like, really? That's how people are here? That's very strange. But nonetheless, we're all growing at a different rates and they'll get there eventually and I hold light for them. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, very, very well said. Um, I like to leave the guests with the opportunity to have the last word and kind of take us out in their own fashion or bring up anything that I might have not prompted or asked about. So the floor is yours, Felicity, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Um, but I think that what I would like to just leave everybody with is um, remember to seek both truth, wisdom, and love in all aspects. So practicing your own truth while respecting others' truths as well, because all can be valid at the same time. Um, Practicing love for yourself, but also expanding and sharing that with others, which can also be be kind to others or have compassion um, and seeking wisdom. So understanding that there's always going to be room for us to grow and expand our own knowledge. Um, So just being open to whatever comes to you. Um, And I think that if we can settle into some of those ideas just a little bit, you might be led to a new coincidence or synchronicity that'll get you where you need to go. Thanks for listening to the show, Phoenix family. Just a reminder, we are fan funded and you can contribute with the link in the show notes. Other ways to support the show include leaving excellent reviews wherever possible, subscribing to our YouTube channel, engaging with our content on social media, sending me an email, or reaching out via voice message through the Anchor app. Your support is greatly appreciated. Much love and synchronicity. Peace.